I'm not getting to where I want to be because of my own mind. It's nothing else in my life. It's, it's this. Namaste and welcome. I'm Bettina Blumenthal and you're listening to the Soul Compass Podcast. I'm here to help you find your inner calm and deepen your self-discovery journey. Take this moment and focus on yourself. For your mental health, your ability to find ease in your everyday life, and your emotional well-being. It is so important that you nourish yourself not only physically, but also emotionally and mentally. Here at Soul Compass, you'll learn practical tips from experts who will leave you with a sharper focus and a renewed commitment to yourself. Hello and welcome to another Soul Compass episode. We're already on episode 11 and I just wanted to take a moment and thank you and really express my gratitude for all of your emails, all of your reviews and being my cheerleaders. Um, This was something that I really wanted to do for a long time. But as I'm now in this process, episode 11, I have other episodes already recorded for you. I really realize what was getting in my way and, and often what gets in my way is this perfectionist tendency. And it's something that I've really, really been working on. I look back and listen to some of the earlier episodes before I had my producer, before I even knew what the heck I was doing, and I sound pretty stiff. (laughs) And I can see in myself where I just wanted everything to be perfect. I wanted to sound perfect. I wanted to find the perfect words And I really just didn't want to look like an idiot. And perfectionism is something that I'm constantly working on because it is something that has held me back because of fear of what others might think. And Brene Brown talks about perfectionism and it's rooted in shame. So if you've ever read her book, Dare to Lead, it's a great resource on perfectionism and diving into that but the shame is rooted in worrying about your image and in worrying about what other people will think of you and it's often this symptom that holds us back from from really going after our dreams or finishing a project one of the best mantras that i saw in an office when i was doing freelance design work was it's better done than perfect and so with this soul compass project uh, through the podcast i've really been trying to just let myself be where i'm at in that moment and hey it keeps getting better and better each episode at least from my end maybe you guys have a little bit of different feedback but it does feel a little bit more natural now I'm, I'm getting into the groove yeah it's just, just something I kind of wanted to share with you before we dive into today's episode let's take a moment together to check in if it's safe for you And you're sitting in a chair, you can uncross your legs, planting the soles of your feet on the earth and closing your eyes if that is also safe. Just allowing yourself to relax into this moment. Checking in to see if there's any emotions that are present any feelings that are present. And you're just checking in. There's no judgment. You're being the observer. With each exhale, can you allow your shoulders to soften away from your ears a little bit more?
And today we'll do a breathing technique called relaxation breath and the ratio is two, one, four. Inhaling for the count of two, holding for the count of one, and exhaling for the count of four. We'll do three rounds together. Taking a deep inhale for a cleansing breath in through the nose. And exhale out through the mouth. Inhaling to begin. One, two, pause. Exhale for four, three, two, one. Inhale, one, two, pause. Exhale for four, three, two, one. Last round, inhale, pause, and exhale. Can you allow the space in between your eyebrows to soften, your jaw to soften? Softening any areas that you're holding any tension in. Coming back to your natural rhythm of breath. And whenever you're ready, you can gently flutter your eyes open. Now that I have you so present, so relaxed in this moment, let's dive into this week's episode. So the theme of this week is following your intuition. And oftentimes, we don't always trust our intuition. Given my example, the perfectionism holding me back, ask yourself what's holding you back from the things you want to achieve in life. When you really sit down and think about it, breathe for a moment and think about that little niggle, that thought that keeps popping in your head. What is it that's stopping you from doing that thing? Whether that's leaving the job that you're not interested in, turning your side hustle into your main hustle, staying with a person that really doesn't respect you, or even just committing to eating better. What is it that's stopping you from pulling the trigger and transforming your life right now? My guests today, Becca and Rachel from Vibe Tribe Wellness, both reached a point in their lives where they pulled the pin on that big, scary goal and just went for it. They listened to their intuition, leaned into their purpose, and the payoff has been huge. At some point, you have to learn to get out of your own way And allow yourself to step into who you're meant to be, who you're supposed to be in this lifetime. Becca and Rachel haven't even known each other forever. In fact, they met on Instagram, story of our millennial lives. They were so inspired by each other's individual journeys and one day the universe finally brought them together at a foodie event, no less. They have been BFFs ever since and have created a community and wellness business that helps you achieve your personal wellness goals. This week, we dive into so many juicy topics. Again, I'm looking at a list that my producer sent me and (laughs) there's so many good ones. I'm having a hard time choosing, but to give you a few nuggets, one, giving yourself the mental space to figure out what you want. Second, even if you're in the wellness industry, there's such a misconception that you have to be healthy all the time, but giving yourself, allowing yourself permission to still be playful, to party sometimes. The dangerous cycle of people-pleasing in unhealthy relationships, people-pleasing tends to be a topic on this podcast, and we'll also dive into what EFT emotional freedom technique, or you may have heard it as tapping, is. Rachel has been studying and practicing this technique, and she'll dive in with us a little bit more about what this technique entails. We'll talk about breaking up with your limiting beliefs, and if you stick around to the very end, we may or we may not do an intuitive tarot card reading. 
I'm always about the woo, love the woo, and just open (laughs) to all forms of self-discovery. Without further ado, let's dive into this week's episode. Ladies, I'm so excited to welcome you onto the podcast today. I know that this conversation can go anywhere. And I expect it to be that way. And I know it's going to be so enlightening for our listeners. So first, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having us. I know your story, but what was the catalyst that brought you guys into this wellness world? And what was the biggest reason that pushed you to start a business for wellness? So I'm Rachel, one of the co-hosts of the Vibe Tribe Wellness Podcast. And separate from that, I'm also the founder of a platform that was originally Gluten Freedom. So that's, I guess, kind of where my journey started was about five years ago. Well, I was diagnosed six years ago with celiac disease. And for me, uh, navigating the realm of eating out and making my own food, gluten-free was was a major adjustment. And so I struggled with different things and I was looking for answers to questions that I wasn't finding. And so I decided to be that resource. I decided to create that for myself, but also because I recognized that there had to be other people out there who, uh, especially in the Toronto community, who were looking for something similar. So that's kind of how I started, I guess, within this space in general. And it's interesting because my purpose at first was really kind of more from a food blogger perspective. Like there are all these different food bloggers, all these different food resources for dining out in Toronto, but none were specific to my food intolerance, which was gluten-free. So it's interesting because they kind of go hand in hand of sorts. And that was, I think, a reflection of who I was because I was interested in the wellness side of things more and more. So as I was eating gluten-free, I was realizing that just eating gluten-free wasn't enough for me. And I started to kind of be introduced to different naturopaths and nutritionists and people in the wellness space. So that really inspired me to do better for myself in multiple facets, not just in the way I was eating. And I think that was kind of my foray into wellness as a whole. But initially, gluten-free was like the catalyst that got my foot into the door. But I think I've always had this within me. And I think having this platform and having access to people who were further along their wellness journeys and who to me were like kind of mentors and were really inspiring to me, it kind of propelled me in that direction. And then with time, especially with this podcast that we've had for a couple of years now, like that for sure has amplified my exploration of self-discovery, self-awareness, bettering myself. And I know Becca will probably say something similar, but it really just continue to just grow and grow and grow. And I realized like, oh, like my soul wants this so bad. And I don't know where it would be if I didn't have the podcast or my own platform. So I really have that to thank for me really going super woo-woo and deep with like my own kind of like journey. And it's interesting because I've interviewed quite a few people now and a lot of nutrition struggles seems to be the catalyst for a lot of people's inner journey in realizing that you can heal yourself internally first um, rather than always relying on the outer world. Becca, how about you? I'm curious to know yours. I know a little bit, but I want to go deeper. So mine's like the same but different. And that's why we connected like pretty much instantly and started our podcast like a month after being friends. But basically, I just had like a lot of digestive issues and a lot of issues my entire life that I didn't associate with food. I was on a lot of prescription drugs and I was like hitting my own personal rock bottom. Like I wasn't feeling good. I was 21 and my doctor was putting me on like so much medication that like I should have never been on. And so I started just doing my own research and I found the whole like wellness natural world and just started doing it myself and just like never looked back. And when it came to starting my platform, it was honestly like, I've always been a really creative person. And for me, it was a creative outlet because my parents were always kind of like, go to school for something like more professional. And if you want to be creative, you'll figure it out. And it was towards the end of school that I started doing this online and it kind of just like organically grew. And to be honest, like I never pictured myself ever as being an entrepreneur. I always pictured myself like seeing my dad work very corporate. I always thought 
that was my path. I actually am happy this all happened to me because it's like changed my life for the better in the best way possible. So it all started with the food and then like posting it online and starting to grow a following and just feeling better and like feeling good, inspiring others and getting such amazing feedback mixed with like some tons of life struggles in there as well. It just like kind of catapulted everything. And like, I'm actually like grateful for all of those struggles Mm -hmm. now because like it's completely changed me as a person. And like, it allows me now to be able to share this journey with others who are trying to figure it out for themselves Mm -hmm. as well. And that's really what brought Rachel and I together was we had these individual food platforms. My blog um, is called Going Grainless. Rachel and I decided to come together and just create a spot where we could like provide accessible wellness information. And I feel like at the time we thought we knew a lot, but like oh God, we yeah. actually like talked about this like last week and we're like, wow. I feel like even when you were on our podcast, like at the beginning, like we knew nothing. But you know what? I love that you say that, but you still went for it. And what I admire, and maybe this is like a mirror for both of us, that's what I'm learning, is why I've been so intrigued by your journey is you are still ahead of someone. That is the biggest thing for people starting out in their purpose or their passion. Like you never really know where it's going to take you. Like you really don't. And did either of you go to business school? I actually did. Well, I specialize in marketing. So yes, in a way, but I never thought it would be applied to something that I created on my own. Right. I did a post-grad after university, just like an eight-month course in marketing management. And for me, that was where I started seeing like a creative aspect. So like it was very short and I had never taken a business class before that. Right. Yeah. And I went to OCAD for design. So I mean, I, I majored in advertising, which, you know, I think that all these skills kind of give us those problem solving abilities and like seeing things a little bit differently. But like you, Becca, I never grew up with someone in my family that was an entrepreneur that I was seeing on a daily basis and seeing what that looked like. I too thought that my path involved working, who knows, like maybe as a teacher initially, and then it was in advertising. And then I was in my final year at OCAD and I'm like, there's no way I'm working in an ad agency. Like there's just no way. But I know that you guys did have your experience in nine to five. How did that transition go from like moving into that nine to five world into where you are today? For me, it was a kind of a long time coming. Like I remember when I, so, you know, when I left school, like all of my friends were moving to Toronto or they were from the GTA. So for me, it was like, I need to be in Toronto. This is where I need to be. I need to find the best corporate job and work for, you know, these big, big companies. And so that's exactly what I did. I got these like big corporate jobs, but I remember, and it was interesting because I always felt like I didn't fit in because it didn't appear that my friends felt the same way I did about my jobs where I was just like, I hate being at a desk every day, day in, day out, doing the same monotonous things. I was really fascinated by bloggers at that point, um, fashion bloggers specifically, which is so interesting because I'm not a fashion blogger whatsoever. But I think when I look back on that, what drew me to them was their freedom lifestyle. The fact that they could work wherever they were, that they could travel, that they had these lifestyles that was working around their business rather than trying to fit into a mold. And I was really inspired by that. So For years and years though, I didn't know what to do. Like I wanted to create something, but I was like, I have no idea what I would make or create that would be interesting or cool or whatever. So I was just a really confused individual. (laughs) And interestingly enough, finding out that I had celiac and, you know, yeah, to a lot of people, that's like such a shitty diagnosis. But now I know what's been plaguing my health for all this time all of a sudden the light bulb went off and I was like, this is a business opportunity. This could be something that could work. And even then when I launched my platform, I still worked for a number of years for someone else. And I guess like the turning point was things began to ramp up. I realized that my passion lied within creating something for myself and not putting my energy towards someone else's business and creating someone else's dream. And it just got to a point where the universe gave me multiple signs. And like Becca was saying, like I kind of hit a pretty big personal rock bottom weeks before I left my last full-time job. And I know that was just the universe giving me that final push and to go for it because had I not had that push, I might still be one foot in, one foot out. And then the process in addition to that was just like 
this is where I want to spend my time. Like these are topics and subjects I want to explore. And these are people I want to surround myself with. Absolutely. I too had a similar experience and it's like, you know, your one foot is in this like safe opportunity. It feels comfortable. You know, your fight or flight response is like kind of taken down because security wise, like you're taken care of. The signs are there. The universe is like, hey, like poking you here, like poking you over here, poking over here. And then it's like, okay, Becca, Rachel, Bettina, you're not listening. So everything's going to crash down. And now you're going to have to start rebuilding. And Becca, I'm curious for you, were there any fears that you encountered when you were going through your transition? Again, I feel like it was a really long time coming. I was doing my blog for four years before I took it full time. And like when I started it, like I never expected it to be a business. So for so long, I didn't treat it that way. But like, there was always something in the back of my mind where I was like, this is gonna be my job. Like, I don't know, like I hated every other job I had, I would bounce jobs every six months. And I just had like a knowing almost. And I think what made it like easier is like Rach had already made that transition. And so by that point, like I wanted it. Again, like it's almost like the universe sending you signs that like it's time. Like, so a few months before that I broke my ankle Mm -hmm. and I was off my nine to five for like two months. And although I wasn't working on my blog and like on my online stuff a ton, I didn't want to go back to my job when it came to going back to it. So very quickly after that, I like had it in my mind. I was like, I don't know how I'm doing this, but I'm leaving my job soon. And I, I honestly thought it would be like a year later or something. So I'm like, oh, I want to have X amount of money saved or I want this or that. But I honestly didn't really have that many fears and I've never looked back. Oh, that's awesome. And you know what? It's nice. Well, nice in hindsight. I'm sure not during the time, but you had the physical space. You had to take time to heal. So it gave yourself the mental break, the mental separation to start seeing things clearly and as they were. It's funny you say mental because yeah, like physically breaking my ankle, people think it's a physical thing, but like it took me on such a mental journey that you're so correct with that, that like it wasn't just like dealing with what had happened there, but it was like reevaluating kind of everything else in my life. So again, like it was a really, really bad break and I had to get surgery, all that. But like at the end of the day, like I'm almost thankful for it because it gave me that time and space to slow down and like reevaluate life. But that's so beautiful and it's really inspiring to see that. A topic that I've been kind of going through lately is like unveiling and uncovering these masks that we wear. And I don't know about you, like when I worked in the music and entertainment industry for years, I know you ladies have openly shared about your party days and those masks that we wore to portray ourselves in a certain way. And I'm just curious to know for you guys, have there been any masks or identities that you have had to let go of or kill essentially for you guys to be able to move into this space and wellness? I think it's part of like the growth and evolution of who we are in the sense of like, yes, there's definitely been like parts of me that I've shed and that I've walked away from, you know, whether it's low vibrational people, low vibrational situations, aka the job that I wasn't happy with, or even pivoting the type of content I'm sharing. Because like I mentioned, you know, when I left my full-time job, I was still gluten freedom. Like that was still my focus, but these situations in my life at that time were almost holding me back. And I would say it was probably around like September, October last year, where I kept getting these pings that I needed to drop the gluten component from my brand and my Instagram handle, especially because it didn't define who I was. Like, I'm not just what I eat. I'm not just a gluten-free person. Like there was so much more of me that I was getting comfortable and confident with sharing. And I think that's been a really big thing for me is like, yes, I've shed a lot of like my past and just kind of accepted like that's a part of who I am. That's brought me to where I currently am now. I think it's just sharing those bits of me more unapologetically, like actually sharing that part of me where, yeah, I'll say I used to hide the fact that, you know, I had this dual life almost where I would go and I would party, but then I would be like, oh, but I'm a blogger and I have to like have this certain way. But I think I've found a way to incorporate it because yes, I still find balance in 
having drinks and staying out late sometimes to dance with my girls, you know, but then I still like to get up early and do my meditation or go for a run, like whatever it is, like I'm finding balance for myself and I'm not feeling ashamed of doing those things where I think there was a lot of shame at one point, really just encompassing all of that into who I am and weaving it into my brand and just being like, this is me. I kind of want to touch on that because I, I totally agree with that. It's been like a realization for me, I think kind of like Rach in the past like year or so where like, we're not ashamed to be sharing that anymore. It's like, not like we're doing that every night, but like if there's a night where I want to go out with my friends and have fun, to me, that is a form of wellness because yeah. I'm out with the people that I love. I'm laughing, like I'm having fun. And so like, I'm not ashamed by that. And also too, like, as I've started to take this more seriously, I started talking to like a lot of friends I've had from the past and everything. And they're like, you're so much more relatable when we see you drinking. Yeah. But then we also see you on Instagram the next day, like out for a run and doing your thing. And so like, I think also getting the validation from others being like, you're more relatable in that sense, like just own it. But it was really hard for a while, like, because in the wellness space, and I'm sure you feel this too, for so long, people were like, I'm perfect. Like, I don't do that. You were comparing yourself yeah. to that too, being like, oh my God, I'm not wellness enough. That I think was a big one. Yeah. And I love that you said unapologetically yourself. And I don't know if it's that like shift into your 30s like this. I know there's like Saturn return and then that shift into your 30s where you're like, I think Becca's experience because she's 28, 29, you know, like that age oh, was baby. yes. I didn't know what Saturn return was until like last year. And I was like, that was my last three plus years. I've been having it. (laughs) Yeah. But you're in it. You're aware of it. Yeah. And it's nice to have that like understanding because sometimes when you're going through it and it just feels chaotic and you're like, will this ever end? We just did a podcast episode with Danielle Page and she's like a big astrologer. And so if you haven't listened to that one, it's a really good episode. But going back, that idea of being unapologetically yourself is so key. You know, there's this image that we place upon ourselves, especially with social media and like portraying a certain image. It's so easy to curate, but sometimes I would feel so guilty and I totally can relate. It's like I'm out in Toronto on a patio having a cocktail. I'm like, oh my God, if anyone actually saw me right now, what are they going to think? And that's a huge realization and a wake up just to be yourself and like this invitation to bully be you because I'm sure you can see the difference even on interactions on social media when you are being you. It's like, hallelujah. Thank goodness you're having a glass of wine because I have a glass of wine too. (laughs) You're not hiding. Well, because then people can be like, okay, like I can still have fun with my friends, but then I can also have that healthy lifestyle. Like, no, you're not healthy 100% of the time, but no one is. Totally. Totally. Last night I've been doing this summer healing circle and it's been really, really helpful. I've always just like tried to find different tools and I want to dive into that with you guys too, but I'm just going to share this really quickly. So last night the theme was uncovering our masks and there's three main masks. So you have the love mask, which is like finding love and finding like something outside of yourself to fill you. And that's not an in-depth description of what this is, but just an under (laughs) overarching theme of that mask. And then you have the power mask, which is like, oh, like I have no emotions and like you like really proud yourself and not being weak. And then you have the serenity mask, which some people on this spiritual journey can identify with where it's like, you're kind of indifferent. You don't really have an opinion about something like you're just kind of floating in between. And when you're in that space, like you're actually not really feeling anything as well. And and I really relate to that serenity mass because I've always kind of played that role my entire life with my community, with my friends. People would come to me because I'm really indifferent, but it's actually proven to be really harmful for me along this journey. And this is why I wanted to bring it up because I know that there's other people that are struggling with this serenity mask, especially if they're on this spiritual self-discovery journey. I had a boyfriend once say to me, you do yoga. Shouldn't you always be happy? Like I completely shut down. I shut down feeling completely like feeling joy, love, happiness, these amazing emotions because I also wanted to disassociate from anger. Anger is a big one for me that I've had to learn is actually an okay 
emotion, right? Sadness, confusion, disappointment, and all the other feelings. But it's interesting to start like uncovering this and peeling back the layers. And it sounds like you ladies are doing the same in your own way and using your own tools is like coming back to that core sense of yourself and just owning, owning that. And I really admire that. And again, I feel like that's like me seeing something maybe in myself too. <laughs> this journey is never ending. We're constantly on it. We constantly have to be doing the work and we have to constantly be peeling back those layers. And it often is our mindset. But Rachel, I know that while well, you're currently in California right now looking to do your master's in NLP, I've been watching a lot of the videos and I'm going to connect some of these videos in the transcript and show notes so people can connect with them. It's really powerful. I went to one of the Hay House conferences and got to experience it myself. We all got to do it and, and I got to witness, I think, five people on stage go through the technique. But I wanted you to share a little bit more about that because I do think it's a valuable tool if it speaks to someone that they could use as their on this self-discovery journey it's so crazy like I don't really know what fully brought me here but I do believe the universe kept guiding me on this path and so as I left my full-time job I started doing a bit of coaching with other influencers or other aspiring influencers who were looking to make a similar transition like I had from full-time working to working for themselves and a lot of them were newer or just didn't have that business acumen. And I didn't think I really did, but I, like you were saying earlier, like I knew more than most people did, which I didn't recognize I did until I left and people were DMing me and asking questions. So I started on this path of, of coaching one-to-one, helping other aspiring entrepreneurs, because I actually believe that if you have a passion that you can absolutely make money doing it, you can absolutely make that into something as long as you've got the persistence and the drive and all of that. So it was really filling my cup up because I was getting to help others do what they love. And my path just kept taking me to different people who I later found out were NLP practitioners. So NLP stands for Neuro Linguistic Programming. So I was following these people. I'm inspired by what they're saying, what they're doing. And I'm like, what the hell is NLP? I have no freaking clue. I want to do what they're doing. Like, I want to know what they know. And a lot of it was subconscious mind work. I mean, that's ultimately what NLP is. It's the study of the language of the subconscious mind. At this point in my journey, five months of being an entrepreneur, my blocks and my stories, my limiting beliefs were coming to haunt me in a really, really big way. And I'd worked with coaches. I was, you know, going to different healers and I still wasn't getting to where I wanted to be. They were all helping for sure. But what I realized I needed to get a grip on was my own mindset, my own programming that we all have programming and, you know, layered into even this conversation, like our programs dictate, you know, where we go in life. It dictates our success. It dictates, you know, how much money we make. It dictates the type of relationships we're in, et cetera. I was becoming fascinated with this because I'm like, my stories are so limiting. Like I'm not getting to where I want to be because of my own mind. It's nothing else in my life. It's, it's this. So I, on a whim, found out where these ladies had gone to study, found out it was this place in LA called Transform Destiny. And I became a practitioner. And with that practitioner, I learned EFT, which is the emotional freedom technique. I'm a licensed hypnotherapist. And with NLP comes a whole slew of techniques that you learn. So for me, it was kind of my own deep dive therapeutic approach but now I'm able to apply that to my, my clients. And so for EFT or tapping, whatever you want to call it, you're essentially tapping into acupressure points in our body where our energy meridian lives on. So if you have a negative emotion or if you have a limiting belief or even an ailment, like if you have a headache even or a stomach ache, like you can tap that away. But essentially the sequence of tapping corrects that energy meridian so that it starts to flow in the way that your energy is meant to flow. When you have a problem or you have a limiting belief, that energy meridian is out of whack. And so you can tap on it in the exact sequence that it's designed to follow 
And you can correct that in literally a matter of minutes, you know, five to 10 to 15 minutes. So it's really, really powerful. And that's just one component of, of all of these different techniques I'm equipped with now. But tapping, like literally tapping, and I started, like you were mentioning, I started sharing some of these, you know, kind of generic sequences on my platform, but people were really drawn to it because they're problems that a lot of us experience, but we don't talk about, you know, things like imposter syndrome, comparison, not feeling like you're good enough, competition. Uh, I mean, I, I'm just rhyming off a, a handful. And, and these are all based on, on things that my clients come to me with. So I know them to be real. I know them to be experienced by a lot of people. So it's been the one thing that has helped propel me to a higher vibrational state on a regular basis because it's my mindset that I've worked on. It, it's coupled with all of this other work, all these different modalities and Becca, and she'll touch on this, I'm sure momentarily, but her Reiki, you know, we've been kind of doing swaps of our techniques with each other. And I know that, you know, blocks happen in our mind, but they can also get lodged in different chakra points and energy points in the body. So it's just one thing of like a whole slew of things that I'm really excited to learn more about. And Becca, for you, okay, so Reiki, would you say that is the number one game changer for you in terms of your self-discovery journey? I would say it's like a piece of the puzzle. I have a lot of different things that have helped me, but like, I don't know, for me, as I kind of said before, like, I feel like everything on my journey, I've just kind of fallen into it. So Reiki, we both started going to the same um, Reiki master for years, one of our good friends. And one day he was doing on me earlier this year and like, I never really overly thought about it before, but we were just talking and I was like, I feel like I need to learn this. And when I said that, he was like, well, I'm actually doing a private certification in like two weeks. And I was like, okay, universe, that's clearly a sign I need to do it. But going into it, I had no idea what to expect. I wasn't like, okay, I'm going to like have all these clients to do that. It was literally, I was in a weird spot at the beginning of the year. And I was just like, let's just do this for myself and kind of like see where it ends up. But it totally has propelled me to like a completely different direction on everything I'm working on now. Right now I'm kind of like starting back from like square one at like, with a whole new concept, but Reiki has been really cool as well because again, it's like an energy-based healing modality working with the chakras. And I have found like, it's totally changed me as a person and like the things that I can work on with clients still blows my mind every single day. Like I had a girl um, and she didn't even tell me that she's had a headache for like months and months and months and like nothing's helped it from chiropractors to essential oils to everything. She's messaged me multiple times being like, my headache has not come back from one session. I have other people who have of like extreme anxiety or self-limiting beliefs or lacking confidence. And it's like, it's helping all of these issues. And it's like, again, for me, like I didn't even know all this going into it. I think it's a piece of the puzzle, like the NLP and all these other modalities, but it is very cool, like where it can take you. And from that too, like it's even taken me deeper into like crystal healing. Like my Reiki sessions aren't just Reiki. It's like, it's taken me into other things. So there's so much out there we can be doing. And like, I think each modality is just a piece of the puzzle. Absolutely. And I love that you said it was a piece of the puzzle because the energy healing, especially with Reiki, I mean, it's sourced, but doing the work yourself too is so a piece of that puzzle because you can go to a Reiki session and get your energies aligned, but to keep consistent with that, you need to have some sort of daily practice. And actually, this is a good question for you ladies what does your daily practice consist of? It's definitely taking time to work on yourself. I think for both of us, like a daily meditation practice, taking time to work out, taking time to journal, read, like maybe not all those things every single day, but it's like checking in and being like, how do I feel today? And what is it that I need in this moment? Right. I have to say, like I went to a psychic last, when was it? September, October. And it was like this turning point for me in my journey in the sense that I became just so committed to myself and my journey. And I became just so dedicated to tuning in and listening to my intuition. That was something that she said I needed to do more of. And I realized like I hadn't been listening, like I hadn't been tuning in, I hadn't been tapping in. And like Becca said, what allows me to tune in and tap in is a regular meditation. And meditation for me has evolved drastically. I can now sit in 20 plus minutes of meditation and I can do different forms of meditation. Um, Kundalini is a big one for me these days. It's that listening, taking that time and that looks different. It could even be, like you said, working out, just quieting the mind enough that you can listen to what you need. And when you tap into your intuition more and more, and I know I'm sure you can relate to this as well, like 
the universe is guiding and supporting you all of the time, like every single thing, which is why I'm doing this NLP, why I'm doing my master level, why my platform changed after that psychic healing session, like my plat, I decided to change my platform, you know, similar, just the deeper you go into your own journey, your soul compass, looking, you know, exploring that, I think the better things happen for you. Like, and I think too, that's like when you know you're on the right path because that's when you start getting signs from the universe. Yeah. If you're living life like chaotically and just, that's what I think we were doing for so long, like go, go, go without a purpose, without a direction, just really trying to figure it out. But when you take that time and, oh man, like it's been transformational for both of us. And I think it's really cool because our journeys are different. We're exploring different things, but yet it's kind of along the same path. I mean, I think it's helpful too that even though we are insane, but different journeys, like having each other to constantly yes. be able to bounce these things off of and be able to talk about openly. We're like, you talk about with some other friend, we're like, you are crazy. <laughs> we can like, we don't, we don't judge each other for anything. We say things, we're like, cool, cool. cool. Meanwhile, it's like the most out there thing to most people. <laughs> I love it. And it's so nice to have that support system where you can really just be fully transparent and honest and have it be well received. I mean, and in an unbiased sense. And what I wanted to bring up, and you said it so beautifully, is like really tapping into your intuition intuition is so key and I'm sure you can relate where I wasn't listening. There are times in my business, in my life where I wasn't listening. I was being really rigid in what I thought I needed to do to achieve, 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 to get somewhere. And it's like, you know, when you're a little kid and someone puts their hand on your forehead and you're like trying to punch them, <laughs> like, in, in like <laughs> you're being a little brat. Um, <laughs> it kind of like, that's almost like the universe, like having its hand out and I'm like trying to get it. I'm trying to get there, but I just, I can't. And it's almost like when you stop resisting and you stop the rigid belief pattern, you start seeing things clearly and you start tapping into your intuition. And that's what I love about you ladies is I can see that you're doing that. I can see after following your journey for the last few years, after knowing you for the last few years, you guys are being flexible. You're being malleable into what it is to get to your higher calling, to your higher purpose. And your purpose, I know from my experience, has evolved and changed in a sense. And of course, it starts with our own experience. Like that's, we have such a deep rooted driver for us to go after and start making these choices, decisions, and start teaching people about these things that we have discovered because it was so impactful for us. So I love that. And I admire that intuition piece because it's something that we all have. It's something that lives within us. But often we neglect because we were told at a young age that, you know, mom or dad knows best. So now we're avoiding being wrong. We're avoiding failure. We're avoiding all these things because we're so afraid of like really trusting what's inside of us. Yeah. It's funny because with my Reiki clients, I feel like that's the biggest thing I work on them with is their intuition. Like we'll do the session, but like I always like to give them exercises because they're people who are open, but like they don't fully know how to listen or they're not like fully aware of it. And like, I'll even tell them like when you're taking a walk, like turn off your music or the podcast and literally just take a few breaths and then just start asking yourself questions. And I'm like, yeah. that first thing that comes into your head, that's the answer, whether it's how do I feel today? What do I want to eat for lunch? Like, how do I feel about this situation? And it's like, just getting into that routine. Like when you're in the shower, when you're driving, when you're Whatever it is, just like start tapping in for even like two minutes yeah. a day, just doing that and then trusting and surrendering to whatever that answer that comes. You said something about, you know, the flow state. And I think that's something that we've both fallen into now. And that probably is a byproduct of us listening. But I remember there was like this turning point where I wasn't trying to make the wheel spin anymore. And I just kind of like got into that flow. And when you're in that flow state, which I, think we're all in that. And and of course it's highs and lows, ups and downs. Like you get off kilter and then you come back. But I think that flow state, that kind of that quieting, that slowing down has been a big thing for both of us. And just doing almost nothing. Like you're doing, 
but you're just allowing things to flow to you rather than trying to make everything work and, and just spinning and spinning and just like, you know, kind of almost going in this cycle. And I think also collectively, you know, we realize that maybe our real purpose and our real calling is to be the light for other people on their journey. And, and as we see in the podcast, but you know, what you're doing with your Reiki and you know, what maybe I'm doing with my NLP and what you're doing with your work, like we do the work, we go through the hardships, we do the work, and then we can use our experiences and what's helped us to share and to inspire others and help them along their path. We are these little light workers. Like that's how I like imagine us being these little minions. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's interesting because when I visualize it like that, like we're the ones that are like taking the hits. We're definitely following on our face, but only out of service to others. <laughs> I've thought about this so many times though. I'm like, we don't get what we can't handle. Yeah. So we are capable of handling all of these shit storms. I call them shit storms because they are. Yeah. Because we have the ability to heal from it and, and we're stronger and more resilient than we give ourselves credit for sometimes. You yeah. start seeing the lesson. You're like, okay, what is the lesson I can get out of this to progress me further on my own journey and to be able to show people that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. absolutely. I have a question. What is the biggest pattern you recognized and have been able to break? I had a coach last year that explained something to me in terms of cycles. And she she cast light on these cycles that I kept getting myself into when it came to dating and relationships. And I've taken that concept of cycles and applied it to multiple areas of my life because until we take what we're meant to learn from a given cycle and breaking that pattern to up level into a new cycle, you're, you know, you're breaking the habits of going to the same types of guys or having the same type of limiting belief. That concept of cycles to me was very simple in theory, but to me was transformational because I realized how many cycles I was living in, how many repeat experiences. So for me, a big one was, was dating and relationships. And then also how I was operating my business, how I felt about my own self-worth. Like that was a big one. And, you know, and that's not just an easy one you snap out of, but it became part of my active work to believe and to feel that I was worthy of the success I wanted, that I was worthy of the love I desired, that I was worthy of everything that I was manifesting or visualizing for myself. And that was, you know, part Reiki. I, I worked with our Reiki healer a lot with that. That was part NLP. And that was part this concept of the cycles of of working with a coach through that. So I would say that was like my biggest transformation and growth. And that was when I committed to that, that shift happened in a matter of months. That's my biggest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You definitely taught me that. And that's been like one for me as of more recently in certain areas of my life. I would say one, the biggest one for me that I noticed was leaving my nine to five job and like unlearning what society has taught us. So like up until a few months ago, and actually Rachel NLP'd me for it, was I was getting like extreme <laughs> guilt and anxiety during the day if I wasn't super productive from the hours of nine to five. And like things like that, that like your that corporate life teaches you, but like we're an entrepreneur, we chose to have this type of freedom lifestyle. And I wasn't giving myself like that kind of freedom because of what society had taught me. And I would say that was like the biggest pattern that I've had to like drop is like unlearning everything that like I grew up with again having like a family very corporate careers and then working in very corporate careers it's such a weird concept like of what North America has learned how to live oh yeah it's not light it's not like I think only 30% of people are engaged in their job I've, I forget the exact number but there's a statistic out there right now and that's a very low number of people for the amount of time that we spend at work. Well, that's the thing. And so I started asking my friends, I was like, work regular jobs. I'm like, in a day, like how many hours do you think you actually work? They're like, I don't know, maybe like three. And then I was like, that makes sense actually, but why am I being so hard on myself that I think for eight hours straight, I have to be sitting there doing that. Yeah. Or like, what's to say that like, sometimes like I get a lot of work done, like for like six hours, like 8 PM to like 2 AM, like who cares? Why does it matter? But like at the end of the day, most people aren't engaged. Most people aren't happy. And like, that's not life. Yeah. And I totally relate to both of your patterns. One of the biggest patterns that I've recognized in the last six months and 
what has been a huge help for me is also kundalini. I'm doing currently doing my 300-hour yoga teacher training in kundalini right now, which is super exciting. But a big pattern that I recognize, and this translates to relationships, this translates to my business, all facets of my life, and that one thing was making decisions based on what others would think of me. That was a big one. Like I remember dating, even last summer, I was dating someone and I honestly formed into this version of me that would fit into their life. Like that's crazy. Like what how did I do that? I don't know. I took a, a I almost took a year of not really dating now since I've been out of my last relationship. Now I'm dating someone, but that year was so necessary for me to actually come back to myself and to not care what other people will think. And I mean, this goes back to our conversation of just being more relatable because, you know, if you're pleasing everyone, you're pleasing no one and you're really not pleasing yourself at the end of the day. I have a little exercise that I thought we could do for tapping into our intuition. If you guys are game to, to play. Yeah, okay, we're in. Knowing you ladies, I figured that I can whip out my uh, tarot cards. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so I got two decks here. Got two decks. I got, they're my two favorite decks. So intuitively, I don't know if it's intuitive anymore. I just pull them out. But I'll let you choose. And you, both of you could choose different ones. That's totally cool. We have Gaia Oracle, which is, you know, it's great. And then we've got Goddess Guidance Oracle. We're both feeling the goddess. The goddess guidance. All right. The reason why I pulled this out, because I, I will often pull this out in some of my classes and workshops, because we often know the messages within ourselves, right? And and I use my guidance cards. They're not, I guess, officially tarot. They're more oracle cards, they're guidance cards to help me in making decisions, understanding a certain situation, or just getting clarity when shit hits the fan, because that does happen. So these have been like a ritual. So I'm, I'm really excited that you guys are really into this. Okay, so we'll just tune in for a moment. What do we need to know right now? What do we need to know? Okay, I actually pulled another one because there were two. I don't even know if I'm going to pronounce these properly, so forgive me. But first we have Mawu, which is a representation of Mother Earth. And underneath it says, you are called upon to help with environmentalism. Mm. Does this speak to you? I immediately kind of took it as like using our platforms to continue to be advocates for better. Like I didn't really take it as environment, although like that is a very important issue, but I took it more as like environment, individual environments, like helping using our platforms in like a sense of individual environment. That's how I took it. And then I took it as a lot. What I do and like the healing that I do is like teaching people about like energy and getting rid of like negative energy. And a lot of it is sending it back to mother earth is a big one that I focus Mm. on with people. So I took it as like continuing sharing that message with people oh cool and you know what we are one of the earth so restoring ourselves is a huge part of that people often focus externally and a big part of even my journey and why I'm focusing on the humans (laughs) is because once we become more conscious of ourselves that is a reflection into the environment we are we become more conscious of the foods we're eating how our actions make an impact on the environment around us whether that's energetically whether that's waste whether that's our footprint you know it all contributes so the second one and i'm going to be honest this was actually the one that called to me first so this might speak to you even more um that's why i ended up pulling it again because i'm like patina you pulled the second one you should have just pulled the first one i do that so i pulled this Ain, Ain, and it means leap of faith. So I'll give you this. Ooh. Oh, that's a good one. Leap of faith. Take a risk and put your heart's true desire into action. That speaks that's speaks to everything. Yeah, right I feel now, like yeah. that just that's just a great like a confirmation. I think it's just like a great lesson in general. Just always go yeah. for what. That's a really good one. Feels aligned. 
Yeah. Is there anything right now that you guys could take a leap of faith on? I think right now I'm taking a bit of a leap Same. of, you know, being here, taking my master NLP course for two weeks and just kind of trusting that like, this is really the path I'm meant to be on. And that, you know, by taking this next step in my journey, that I'm going to be able to impact more people. Cause I think that's my biggest you know, mission right now is to just impact and help as many people as possible. Yeah. It speaks to me a lot right now. I have kind of opened a lot of space, but it's scary, like financially getting rid of clients to really be start focusing more on my own business. And it's funny because I had an opportunity to stay in LA here for an extra week. So I took it. And so like, I'm kind of in a position right now where like everything is new and changing. And I feel like that's just like the perfect message for like all the ideas I have, but I'm a little like hesitant about or scared about. And yeah, I don't know. And like, just even like being here in LA, like for an extra week with no plans, it's just have faith that like, everything is going to work out as it should. Like you never know what opportunities are going to come your way. I love it. And I think this is a really good message for our listeners as well. Take a risk, put your heart's true desire into action. This is your sign. If you are looking for one, you're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Goddess. Thank you, goddess guide goddesses. Yeah, <laughs> and goddess goddesses. guidances. Uh, <laughs> I love it. I love it. So ladies, what is it that you're working on now that our viewers and listeners might be interested in that they can they can reach out to you for? Well, I think on our podcast, we are just continuing to evolve and grow more into who we are so i it's interesting we've had this conversation that i think it's going to shift a little bit in terms of the type of content we're putting out more an exploration of what we're diving into and tapping into yourself on a deeper level so i think that's what we're collectively working on and then becca you can share what you're individually working on yeah so what my latest thing is that i'm currently working on as of like this week so i have a brand that i'm starting i am wellness collective and it's basically like an affirmation and spiritual based personal developments brand um so i'm working on like an actual physical product which is like my first product as well as like online component as well and basically i have all the ideas but now it's like going forward with go time so and then just like day to day, like, again, like the Reiki, I do a lot of healthy recipes and things like that on my personal Instagram, Becca.pro. So, and then the podcast as well, which is on Instagram. Uh, this is Vibe Tribe. That's awesome. And I guess, where can people find you? And I'll link this for them too. This is Vibe Tribe on Instagram for the podcast, Freedom Rage for myself on Instagram and freedomschool.co if you're interested in exploring coaching and NLP magic. You can check that out and see what I offer there. Yeah. And as I said, um, on Instagram, Becca.crow, I'm wellness collective and going grainless.ca. Any last pieces of wisdom for our peeps that you can share? I think the piece of advice that we always share with people and it always stays is like, just get started, whatever it is. That ping that you're getting that won't go away. That is telling you you should go for something do it. If you've thought about it more than once, then it's a sign that you need to act on it and take that leap. Like just do it. Just go for it. You have nothing to lose. You only have everything to gain. So yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Ladies, thank you for being so unapologetically yourselves. It's been such a treat to swap places and to have you on it's you know it's such a pleasure and you guys are doing so many beautiful things and spreading your light um thank you for all you do no thank Thank you you. so much have a beautiful day okay that's it for this week's episode remember To stay inspired in between our episodes, you can head on over to Instagram and follow us at Your Soul Compass and at Wonderful Soul. For free meditations and mindfulness guides, you can head over to WonderfulSoul.com. And please don't forget to hit subscribe in your podcast player so you never miss an episode. And please, 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 if this content delighted you, leave us a note telling us on iTunes. I read every one of these personally and your feedback really helps me grow the show and produce the type of content you find valuable thank you you beautiful soul 
for dedicating time to your self-discovery journey. Not only are you contributing to your own mental and emotional well-being, but you are contributing to a healthier, more harmonious world and raising the consciousness of our planet. You are amazing and beautiful, just as you are. Thank you for being part of our journey, and thank you for letting us become part of yours.